Hi everyone, I'm Henna. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Failing Point Podcast. One key thing is that uh, that we are we can't be too afraid of uh, of you know trying and trials and errors. We we can can also fail and we can learn from those mistakes. And and then I believe that the self confidence it actually grows uh, together with experience. So I believe that's very important. Failing Point is a podcast about entrepreneurship, about seeing challenges as opportunities and failures as steps to success. With a lineup of inspiring entrepreneurs sharing the hardships of their journeys and the lessons they've learned, we are ready to challenge the status quo of Finnish business culture. We all have a story to tell. Now it's time for Brave Talk. Hi again, this is Julia speaking from Failing Point. We've been chatting with Hanna Maula, an expert who has written an excellent thesis focusing on the entrepreneurial identity of Finns involved in startups in Silicon Valley. She has an impressive background as a consultant entrepreneur, a researcher and an executive coach in Silicon Valley. Our interview brings up some great questions about an entrepreneur's identity and how the operating environment affects it. A fascinating topic, relevant to more and more Finns in our global age. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hanna Maula, so glad to have you as our guest. Today we are going to discuss about entrepreneurs' identity and operating environment, especially because you have done the thesis regarding these topics. But you also have been an entrepreneur yourself. So can you tell us about yourself and what do you do now? Yes, absolutely. So first of all, thank you for inviting me to this podcast. Uh, you guys have picked a very interesting and important topic. So um, I'm a researcher and a consultant uh, and I live in Silicon Valley and I have a background in large organizations. So I never really thought about being an entrepreneur myself. However, after moving to Silicon Valley with my family, that kind of became an obvious option. And uh, even though it wasn't necessarily easy uh, in the beginning, I've been very lucky to have wonderful clients and to work on very interesting and different projects. So my work is a little bit like a puzzle with many different pieces. And some could see it as a challenge, but in my opinion, those diverse pieces make it really interesting. So it has been a great experience. Sounds amazing and sounds very interesting. You have also written an excellent thesis, and your thesis is called Big Dreams and Bold Steps, Becoming a Startup Entrepreneur in Silicon Valley, and it focuses on the entrepreneurial identity work of Finnish startup entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley. So we are interested to know how did you get interested in this topic, particularly relating to your thesis? Well, I can tell you my journey to entrepreneurship studies was not a typical one. I got inspired about startups only after moving to Silicon Valley and uh, decided to change my original topic here. And of course, the presence in Silicon Valley has allowed me to observe how life is like in one of the best known startup hubs. 
which attracts a lot of entrepreneurs and attention from all over the world. And my yeah. research has focused on narratives and experiences of Finnish startup entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley. And, you know, for companies founded in small countries such as Finland, uh, fast and significant growth typically requires presence also abroad. And on the other hand, in today's digital world, many businesses are global from the very beginning. And in any case, better understanding of startup entrepreneurship in the context of global mobility has become more important. And uh, Silicon Valley is, of course, a revealing place to study this. Yeah, we are all interested to know what it's like to be in Silicon Valley. <laughs> it's super interesting. This is a wonderful place to be because uh, so much happens here and, uh, you know, everybody is interested in Silicon Valley. Yeah. And my goal has been to get a nuanced understanding of Finnish startup entrepreneurs' experiences in Silicon Valley. So in long interviews, the entrepreneurs shared their life stories, you know, how and why they became entrepreneurs, where their business ideas came from, and what has it been like to be an entrepreneur in a new place and culture. So they told about their successes and failures too. But most importantly, they told a lot about themselves, who they are and who they want to become. And it was kind of obvious that when describing their experiences, they continuously created understanding of themselves and as entrepreneurs. And that was really my topic then. Wow. Super interesting. Let's go that to later on. But uh, based on many researches and articles, Finns are seen as to have a lower tolerance for failures. What do you think about this? Yes, based on many studies in Finland, there is less tolerance for risks and failures than in some other countries. But on the other hand, uh, the Finnish entrepreneurs I interviewed here in Silicon Valley constructed themselves as bold risk takers. So I can't really describe them as somehow anti-entrepreneurial or, or something like that. In fact, many of them constructed themselves as some kind of heroes who changed the world. So these entrepreneurs had really big dreams and yeah. were ready to take risks and, and to work really hard to achieve what they want. So, of course, some of them described having some typical Finnish habits or traits, uh, such as uh, shyness or extreme honesty, and considered these as kind of weaknesses in Silicon Valley, where people are quite outgoing and not that afraid of bragging uh, about themselves. On the other hand, for instance, Finnish education was highly valued among these entrepreneurs, and some also described Finnish mentality of action speak louder than words, as the personal strength in their business. But in any case, it's interesting that most of the entrepreneurs I interviewed criticized Finnish operating environment heavily, but they didn't see themselves as typical Finns. Just when talking about these results, it's good to keep in mind that entrepreneurs who moved to Silicon Valley may have somewhat different values than people in general in Finland. And, of course, startups are also uh, different from other companies. And Silicon Valley, well, it's a quite unique area. Mm. Oh, we are coming there someday. Yeah. <laughs> we want to, we want to <laughs> yeah, see Yeah, you that. should. You yeah. should. But 
if we think about like gen- uh, failures in general, we ask from our every guest uh, in this podcast, how do you see failures in general in entrepreneurship? Well, I believe strong and positive entrepreneurial identity is one of the key capabilities for startup entrepreneurs. And without it, entrepreneurs are likely to give up at some point because every single startup entrepreneur faces challenges and makes mistakes for sure. So the question is then how much resilience you have. When we talk about failures, Uh, I think it's important to see that uh, failure is not necessarily a bad thing in the long run. I like, I really like the Silicon Valley idea of uh, failing fast and failing often. Yeah. And the point there is, of course, not failing all the time, but failing early enough to learn from mistakes. And that often means avoiding major and more costly mistakes than uh, later on. And I think an airplane is a good and well-known example So it's crucial to fail as many times as needed to catch all possible problems when developing the product. Because as passengers, we certainly don't want to experience any technical failures when we are flying. And when talking about importance of taking risks and and experiencing failures, we must remember that all failures, such as uh, major accidents, are, of course, not something to be tolerated or celebrated. And another important thing is that no failures are beneficial if you can't learn from them. Mm. So it's obvious that in the U.S. the failures are seen less negative than here in Finland. And we were thinking, like, is it because of the stories you tell each others? Like, Americans can benefit each other's stories about the failures. And um, based on our understanding... Americans usually tell, tell stories about entrepreneurship more than we here in Finland do, also about the failures and challenges. So tell us your thoughts on that. Well, yes, I, I think there is a point, you know, uh, entrepreneurship and also failures are discussed a lot here in America. Uh, but it's also good to keep in mind that United States is a huge country and there are significant differences between states and areas. So studies show that entrepreneurial culture in Silicon Valley is very different from, for example, Utah or New York. Um, However, what Americans probably share is some kind of idea of an American dream. And there appears to be an entrepreneurial dream of so-called self-made man, the idea that anyone with hard work can succeed in this country. And I believe this idea of American dream is an element of American uh, entrepreneurial identity. And in many other cultures, entrepreneurship and making money has been valued maybe less. Yeah, very, very interesting. Let's talk about entrepreneurial identity and how does that form? So you have some knowledge on that. Can you tell us something about entrepreneurial identity and why that is important? Yes, so it's evident uh, that the most important players in the fields of entrepreneurship are entrepreneurs themselves. Their ambitions and efforts play a key role in any success story. And I see entrepreneurial identity as a constructed understanding of oneself as an entrepreneur. So it refers to person's sense of who he or she is. And having an entrepreneurial identity then means that business owners see themselves as entrepreneurs and that this is 
somehow evident in their speech and their behavior. And instead of understanding entrepreneurial identity as a sum of different aspects of self, I see identity as uh, contextual and dynamic. So I don't think there is any universal entrepreneurial identity. I would say we all have multiple identities and that can be overlapping, uh, complementary and sometimes even conflicting. But they all have some kind of impact on who I am. And these identities are not stable, especially in turbulent environment. They are continuously under development. And I would like to point out that identity is also a future oriented construct. Uh, so our behavior is affected not only by who we are, but also by who we want to become. Mm. And entrepreneurs are often driven by who they want to become, right? Yeah. How important role does the identity of an entrepreneur play when we are speaking about failures and success? Well, if we are to react the benefits of entrepreneurship in increasing innovation and productivity in our societies, we need to consider and develop support systems and incentives for becoming, growing and succeeding as an entrepreneur. And uh, I think that's what makes uh, entrepreneurial identity a very important field to study and to discuss. Yeah, because uh, we were thinking about our own identities as an entrepreneurs and we were actually very confused uh, thinking about this because we couldn't figure out who we are and we were not have thought about it, to be honest, at all. So Yeah, same with me. And you said that um, entrepreneurs like to think what they want to be in the future. Yeah. That actually rang yeah. some bells with me like, oh, yeah. Like I, I'm always thinking about who I want to be. Yeah, that's uh, true. But when I, when we were thinking mm. about who are we now, now. <laughs> yeah. we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I love to be an entrepreneur, but I'm, uh, I feel like I'm currently trying to find out who I am as an entrepreneur or what I am, and yeah. So should we pay yeah. a little more attention to it, the identity here in Finland? Well, it depends. I believe, of course, as I've studied the subject, I believe that it's crucial to understand the various ways in which entrepreneurial identities are constructed, because by studying identity, I believe we can find answers to some of the essential questions around entrepreneurship, such as uh, why some people become and succeed or fail as entrepreneurs, and what is it like to be an entrepreneur? And I've also been very interested in what kind of factors support or hinder startup entrepreneurship. And I believe that uh, research-based findings on supporting factors should be considered when developing base for uh, becoming, growing and succeeding as an entrepreneur. And of course, it's equally important to identify barriers for entrepreneurship and, and focus yeah. on removing them. Mm. But Um, but not everybody needs a theoretical understanding of the concept. Uh, but I believe it can be helpful for certain groups, such as policymakers, educators, or even entrepreneurs themselves, as the construction of a strong entrepreneurial identity can be a critical part of developing entrepreneurial confidence. Yeah. And as entrepreneurial identity, indeed, is not only about who I am, but also about who I want to become. Uh, it has implications in setting targets and taking action. 
And thus, I believe that uh, if, for example, educators are able to understand identity construction, they are better able to encourage and help students aiming at entrepreneurial careers or young entrepreneurs developing their professional skill sets. Entrepreneurs, on the other hand, can benefit from identity-related reflection, and I believe this is especially important in Finland, where the relative absence of high-growth entrepreneurship has been often explained by cultural issues. I think for me, I could benefit a lot by knowing more about my identity as an entrepreneur. Mm. How does entrepreneurs' mentality differ in America and in Finland? That's a good question. You know, as I've studied, as I mentioned, I've studied like Finnish entrepreneurs in the United States and in Silicon Valley. I think they construct heavily Silicon Valley identity and less like traditional Finnish identity. But if we talk about uh, Finnish operating environment in general, I haven't studied entrepreneurial identity in Finland, so it's probably for me a little bit challenging to to reflect on that. But yeah. uh, if I if I tell what uh, what entrepreneurs here have described, I could say that based on my study, Finnish entrepreneurs construct uh, Silicon Valley and Finland very differently. So the interviewers typically see Silicon Valley as an optimal or at least very supportive of an operating environment for startup entrepreneurs, although the competition is described as very tough. Finland, on the other hand, uh, is often presented in very negative light and criticized heavily. And the critics is often related to lack of social and institutional support for entrepreneurship and some structural challenges such as bureaucracy. Yeah. For For example, one entrepreneur said he didn't really have any entrepreneurial network in Finland. And another one said that uh, whenever he presented an idea in Finland, the first reaction was negative and people started looking for reasons to reject the idea. That and is bad. Yeah, <laughs> sorry that to say, but that was a bad story. Yeah. Yes, yes. And some also felt that entrepreneurial career was not accepted in Finland or they couldn't somehow fit in. You know, one guy explained that he likes Silicon Valley so much because here you don't have to go to every single social event to defend why you do what you do. But of course, some interviews also recognized the recent progress in Finland. But in general, they saw a big difference between Finland and Silicon Valley. And uh, and when when we reflect these results, I think, though, it's good to keep in mind that many of these interviews had been abroad for several years, so they didn't necessarily have a recent experience from Finland. Oh, yeah. Maybe some things have changed here. But in my study, it was pretty clear, though, that the entrepreneurs interviewed experienced identity tensions, and not only in terms of their entrepreneurial identities, but also in terms of their national identities. Mm. And these tensions were typically resolved by constructing a strong Silicon Valley identity. And at the same time, we can see many entrepreneurs constructing Finnishness as an anti-identity, describing rather how I am not like. And Of course, this raises some important questions for us Finns. So why, instead of constructing strong national identity, 
Finnish entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley often forget or if we even reject their Finnish identities. It's very interesting that they reject their national identity. Yes, yes, that's very interesting. Um, but on the other hand, as you said, I believe um, Finland has also uh, taken very important steps. There are very many interesting initiatives and and uh, I don't think there is, you know, any widespread stigma around the world uh, regarding Finnish entrepreneurs or, or entrepreneurship in Finland. Finland and Finns actually have a good reputation. And in Silicon Valley, most people know Finland for its high quality education. And that's good for us. Mm. So if there is some sort of stigma, it's mostly in our own minds. And thus, yeah. we Finns can also change it. For example, yes. educators play an important role here. But I guess we all can start from ourselves and take a critical look at our own attitudes. Mm. Uh, because it makes difference uh, how we act as parents, friends and so on. Uh, you know, are we among those who question somebody's entrepreneurial ambitions or do we encourage and support even those ideas that sound a little bit crazy in the beginning? That was so well put. Yeah, very good idea. Um, advice. Mm, so, Hanna, how much does operating environment affect to us entrepreneurs? Like, what do you think? Does operating environment play a big, big role? I think it does. And, you know, I see entrepreneurial identity as dynamic and, and continuously developing. So we all continuously construct our identities and this process is never ready. Some of us engage in identity work more actively than others. And then there may be times in our lives when active identity work is especially crucial for us. For example, when founding a new company or when moving to another country. and We construct our identities in relation to different roles, such as entrepreneur, client, or mom, or a Finn, uh, <laughs> but also in relation to other people and groups. Uh, and for example, peer groups appear to be very important for entrepreneurs and their identity development. But we also construct identities for different purposes. And uh, I have noticed that many entrepreneurs are very skillful storytellers. So they tell their narratives differently depending on the audience or the context. And the focus can change from American dream narrative to helping others when it suits best for entrepreneurs' purposes to make that type of shift. And because identity is constructed in dialogue with others, language plays an important role in this process. And, you know, language is really deeply rooted in our cultures and the way we socially interact with each other. And when using language, we make sense of the world around us and construct new meanings. And we don't only express with language, we also create with it. And thus language is not only a tool for communicating information, but also the very arena where we also construct our entrepreneurial identities. Yeah, that's actually so, amazing that you said so, because as I mentioned earlier, I have not been spoken English for that long, but I already feel that it has opened me so many new doors and so many new ways to express myself. And and also 
the fact that I can speak for so many more people here than just two things is like changing my mind a bit. So that was very good point that you brought up. Yeah, for sure. Language is important. And, you know, as identity forms in interaction with others, uh, also that context and operating environment very important because identities are not built in a vacuum. And, you know, does it really makes a difference uh, where we are? And what's the context? We were uh, talking a little bit about operating environment here in Finland. So how do you see the operating environment here in Finland? And what would you especially change here for entrepreneurs? So I find it difficult to give an objective description of uh, Finnish operating environment, although we all probably have some kind of opinion about it. But based on my study, Finnish entrepreneurs construct Silicon Valley and Finland very differently. And they indeed uh, see that, that Silicon Valley is in many ways better. But, but there are, of course, some obvious reasons, such as, you know, bigger market and the amount of VC money available. And then there are some cultural differences, which we already discussed. And at least in Silicon Valley, also entrepreneurial networks appear to be very strong. And that's what people see differently uh, in Finland. They don't necessarily uh, find that strong entrepreneurial networks. But then Silicon Valley is a very competitive operating environment. And when Finnish entrepreneurs move to Silicon Valley, based on my studies, even if they know that in advance, it still comes as some kind of surprise. And, you know, if your business idea is mediocre at best, there is no way you will succeed in Silicon Valley. And at the same time, there are also many Finnish success stories, and mm. they show that even if it takes tons of hard work to be successful here, it is doable, and it's doable also for Finns. Mm. And, you know, in Silicon Valley, people often have that paid-forward attitude, meaning that somebody helps you, you help someone else. Yeah. And Silicon Valley is not built on NDAs. Here, people share their thoughts quite openly. And instead of being jealous, people are truly happy when somebody succeeds That's because nice. it usually benefits the whole ecosystem. Mm. And I feel like that, like a crucial difference that is missing from our society, I think. Yeah. We could yeah. have that more. And one of the challenges that many Finnish entrepreneurs mention is communications and marketing skills. You know, as one founder expressed, uh, when you pitch to potential clients and investors here in Silicon Valley, uh, you often feel like you are competing with people trained in Hollywood. <laughs> so I guess traditionally communications and marketing skills have been kind of overlooked in Finland and focus has been more on technical capabilities. Mm. And I believe and I hope this has changed already And we are more aware nowadays that good communication skills are crucial in today's business world, where most of the products and services are rather abstract. Yeah. And so you have to be able to pitch your business idea to investors and customers. And technical skills, no matter how great they are, they don't really help you uh, if you can't sell your product or service. Mm. And of course... I'm not saying here that uh, technical skills are useless, but it takes different types of skills and also a lot of self-confidence. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we have, uh, like, at least with the startups here in Finland, 
we have improved a lot with that pitching and um, telling the stories and telling others what it's all about. Actually, your thesis is very interesting because in your thesis and also from other sources, research and articles, it's been said that Finns are being rather conformist and anti-entrepreneurial. So how can we get rid of this stigma? You mentioned that we need to think ourselves differently, but is there something else? What can we do? Well, as I said, I don't really think there is any widespread stigma around the world, but I think we can all pay attention how we react how and how we act. And, you know, if we go back to that, uh, that Finnish way of doing uh, Even though our study reveals strong differences, strong experience differences between Silicon Valley and Finland, uh, it's also good to keep in mind that based on previous studies, people who have moved abroad often have a need to convince, need to convince themselves and others that the decision to move was uh, the right choice. And that can lead people to see the destination in a very positive light while at the same time they tend to describe their country of origin in quite negative terms. Mm. And my point is here that not everything is obviously necessarily that bad in Finland. And of course, all stories and experiences are unique. And, and due to the small sample and exploratory nature of our study, it's kind of difficult to generalize the results. But... I guess it's safe to say that there is probably something in the traditional Finnish mindset that doesn't uh, support high-growth entrepreneurship very well. Mm. Uh, you know, we have that kuka kuuseen kurkottaa se katajaan kapsahtaa type of thinking <laughs> yeah. that doesn't serve anybody. Yeah. And And we in Finland, we also have had that some kind of traditional ideal of modest and moderate Uh, you may even want to hide your success, you know, kel onni on se onnen kätkeköön or something yes, like that. That's right. And you don't see much of that here in Silicon Valley. So people are much more bold and proud of their achievements. But I believe indeed that, the, that things are also changing in Finland and, and they have changed already. There are great initiatives such as uh, slush and entrepreneurial programs in our universities And also failures are discussed quite openly nowadays. This podcast, for example, uh, is, is yeah. really a good example about that. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, Finland is also seen as a positive way. Mm. Like, for example, we are a very innovative country. And we we had, for example, Nokia. And like you said, we have SLAS and um, gaming and technology industries are blooming. We are also statistically a startup country, yet still so many of our innovators goes to, for example, to Silicon Valley. Uh, so what are we missing here? Have you any idea, like, what are the essential reasons why this happens? And uh, it's a fact that currently many Finnish entrepreneurs want to start their businesses somewhere else than here in Finland. Hmm. Well, I think there are some obvious reasons, you know, 
obviously there are so much bigger markets here in the Silicon Valley and a lot of VC money available. So it's kind of a different type of environment. And I understand uh, why some entrepreneurs target to these markets, because if they really grow, if they really want to grow, uh, staying in Finland is not necessarily a good option. But of course, then we have different type of entrepreneurs and and it's really important that we have also that entrepreneurial pool in Finland. But as a market, uh, it is kind of uh, too small market to really grow your company big. Mm. And can you grow your company big if you you're based in Finland, I or think is you it can easier? Do so. Yeah, but but of course, if you really wanna grow strongly in Silicon Valley, you probably need to have some kind of uh, presence here. Depends, of course, on the business, but you know, it it may make life easier if you want to get, for example, uh, VC money. You know, you mostly uh, most likely gotta meet those uh, those venture capitalists here instead of say staying in Finland. But but I would say that it's not necessarily a bad thing that we have these success stories, you know, companies uh, sold to um, sold to abroad or companies going abroad. But we need both. Mm. Many entrepreneurs are looking the Silicon Valley as a kind of promised land for entrepreneurs. So if we think about the best kind of or the most ideal environment for entrepreneurs, would it be Silicon Valley? Silicon Valley could be a good option, but of course it depends like what business you are in. So this is not necessarily the best possible business for everybody. But if you are, for example, in software development, this could be interesting or so on. Uh, this is also extremely competitive market. Uh, so it's not necessarily easy to come to Silicon Valley. What often comes as a surprise uh, for Finnish entrepreneurs who come here, even though they know it, that the price level here is extremely high. So this is also a very expensive place to be. But then there are also huge benefits. There are many, many world-known large corporations here and also a great startup culture. So it really depends. Mm -hmm. One interesting aspect that I would like to point out about uh, American Silicon Valley is diversity. So people from all around the world uh, move to America to look for better opportunities. And, you know, from Alexander Graham Bell to Tesla's Elon Musk, Mm. Foreign-born entrepreneurs have historically uh, played a key role in American innovation. And, you know, over 40% of Fortune 500 companies were started by immigrants and their children. And in addition, over half of billion-dollar tech unicorn companies have an immigrant co-founder. And I think there is something to think about for us Finns, as uh, Finland's, uh, in Finland leaders tend to be, you know, 50-plus years old, white men whose education and background is quite similar. So I think this diversity is something that we could have even more. So people innovate together and bring different ideas together and then there is this big idea. Yeah, these different backgrounds kind of are all important and they all uh, add to that uh, big thing that is created. So so diverse group of people that are contributing, I think that's very important. Mm. Very, very interesting, I'd say. Good point. What about, is there some areas in business that Finnish entrepreneurs are stronger at than Americans? Well, I think there are many aspects in Finnish society that we can be really proud of. And um, 
you know, we have free and high quality education available to everybody, which creates a great basis for different type of careers, including entrepreneurship. And, and there are quite equal opportunities for everybody, right? Um, take, for example, equality between women and men. While in Silicon Valley, many women are stay-at-home moms, in Finland, uh, women are well represented in business. And in Finland, there is an infrastructure in place that makes it possible for women to participate. While American society, lacking a daycare system, for example, is kind of a built on a hidden assumption that uh, women do not build their careers. And of course, there are cultural differences too. You know, in Silicon Valley, staying at home is seen as a natural choice for women. And many women volunteer a lot at schools, in hospitals, and so on. And these volunteering positions are often like half or full-time jobs, and they are really highly valued in the community. So, It's a different type of system with different type of value bases. But personally, I truly appreciate uh, the Finnish approach. Yeah. And what comes to entrepreneurship in Finland, there are also some quite unique support systems provided by, for example, Business Finland. And uh, they can be really important in the beginning of entrepreneurial career. And I know that some entrepreneurs I have interviewed argue that these kind of systems are not so beneficial because your business idea should be viable enough to fly without any external support. However, taking into account that there is less private money available in Finland, right? I think this system provides important support for entrepreneurs, especially in the beginning of their careers. Yeah. You may have not studied this that much, but we do want to know your opinion. Like, what kind of entrepreneurs does Finnish operating environment develop? And how does the identity change when moving to USA? I find it really difficult to generalize that Finnish system would produce certain type of entrepreneurs because every single story is unique and every single entrepreneur has, after all, like uh, really unique experiences. Mm. And in my studies, I'm actually very interested in these diverse uh, experiences and I, I wouldn't necessarily like to generalize it too much. But, mm. uh, but as I mentioned, uh, there is a great education system in Finland, so uh, that is something Finns for sure have. And I also mentioned earlier that there is kind of actions talk uh, louder than work type of attitude in Finland, which I think is a benefit, you know. Finns often do what they promise to do, and, and people have a feeling that uh, that you can trust. <laughs> you can trust Finns. Uh, yeah. So that's definitely a benefit. What you about know, the support research... system? Because we were talking about earlier that Finns do not have that that much support, that if, even though they have a big idea, good idea, business idea, they might lack the support from other entrepreneurs. Yes, so maybe there is less entrepreneurial culture in Finland and less that idea of sharing your ideas uh, as openly as here. So what many, many Finnish entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley see as very important is this peer group that provides support, shares experiences and so on. 
But obviously, this peer group also becomes probably very important because your friends and family and, and so on is typically left behind. Uh, so they are still in Finland. So it's really important for Finns to build new networks. But mm. but I know that that that's also really special in Silicon Valley. So networks are strong here. Mm. and highly valued and for example intros uh, of some existing entrepreneurs can really make a huge in, in impact on on uh, how you succeed here and how you get to talk to different people because i think find that very troubling that if somebody has uh, here a very good idea and he's not or she is not able to share uh, so that business idea won't grow. I, I'm thinking that that's very troubling, that many ideas can be left behind or not never... Even brought up yeah. because, because you know that you, you won't get mm -hmm. any support mm -hmm. anyways. That may be true in some areas in Finland, but I kind of like to think that that is something that is changing in Finland. You know, thinking about slush, I know a bit about entrepreneurial programs in Finnish universities, and I think we can be really proud of them. I think the culture is is changing, and when when discussing my results or results of my study, we also need to take into account that uh, that many of the entrepreneurs I've interviewed have been away from Finland for several years already. So they they don't necessarily have that recent experience in Finland and they are reflecting uh, on what happened to them like 10 years or even 15 years ago. Uh, of course, some of them have been here uh, a little bit, uh, little bit shorter time, but still. So that's something we need to take into account. And, and and when I think about recent publicity and, and events and, you know, what's going on in Finland, uh, uh, I believe that we are going to a good direction. Yeah, but that's great to hear. And I actually think that in the certain areas of businesses, like in uh, startups, they are doing many things better than some some different kind of entrepreneurs here who maybe works in totally different kind of field. People who works uh, or who are entrepreneurs in more traditional areas, they may still have this non-supporting environment around them. But then I also think that, that in startup communities, they are doing things better. Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, that's an important topic because I believe we need many type of entrepreneurs in Finland. So obviously, Startups are very important in terms of, of uh, economical and political impact uh, or kind of societal impact. They are important. And I believe entrepreneurship is topical also because long careers in the same profession or in the same company are becoming less common. And more and more people earn their living as entrepreneurs or as gig workers. So I think we should look at entrepreneurship from many perspectives. And, uh, you know, the number of independent professionals is growing rapidly and hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. Uh, Statista just estimated that in 2027, 86.5 million people will be freelancing in the United States and will wow. make up to 50.9% of the total U.S. workforce. So this is the trend. And uh, while the societal and economical implications of fast growing startups are, of course, significant, 
we should recognize that many forms of entrepreneurship are needed in the future. And as the future of work will be probably very different from uh, from today, we need also those freelancers who employ just themselves. And that means that more and more people will be entrepreneurs and will need some kind of entrepreneurial identity. Yeah. What is the reason behind those freelance things that why it is so trendy nowadays? Well, I think work environment is changing. And of course, that trend is very significant and visible here in the U.S. I know it's not that uh, visible in in Finland, but uh, but I believe the whole world is going towards that direction. And what are then the reasons behind, you know, uh, obviously there are some reasons uh, in those companies that buy work from freelancers. They maybe need different type of skills uh, as, uh, as the business state changes so quickly. Uh, there are different needs, you know, throughout the year. And then on the other hand, there are people who want to be freelancing, who don't want to have those traditional long careers in one company, but who like to do different projects uh, with different type of clients. So I think that's also one important reason. Yeah. If we think about like women in Silicon Valley, can you tell us how many women is there working? There are not really many female entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley. That's a fact. Uh, I can't obviously say a number, but but there are only few of them. And mm. uh, and certain type of othering really appears to be common here. And it's a powerful way to define not only who is entrepreneur, but also who is right type of entrepreneur. And while females are not explicitly excluded they are to a great extent missing in the entrepreneurial narratives. For example, he, hero metaphors such as uh, King or James Bond are often used when talking about entrepreneurs, and they are, uh, of course, naturally associated with males only. And I find it important to pay attention to these details, which we often pass unnoticed. Because in language use, we construct not only our own identities, but we also construct the social reality around us. Uh, well, that's one thing that we can maybe be proud in Finland then, because um, as I as I know the field of startups here in Finland, we we do have a lot of women working in startups here. Yes, and that's a great trend. I love that. Mm-hmm. How can we Finns grow our self-esteem as entrepreneurs? I believe one key thing is that uh, that we are we can't be too afraid of uh, of you know trying and trials and errors. We we can can also fail and we can learn from those mistakes. And and then I believe that the self confidence it actually grows uh, together with experience. So I believe that's very important. It was very interesting uh, conversation, and we would love to hear about you more. It's it's always great to reflect uh, reflect these things, you know, reflect your research and also a little bit of your own experiences. So this was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Failing Point podcast, which airs on Business FM every Monday at 8 p.m. You can also read more about our guests and listen to earlier podcasts at failingpoint.com. And remember, whatever you're trying to achieve out there, keep on grinding and never give up on your dreams.